Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. We and are we Mark are Out. the Mark Out Movie Podcasters. Are you hyped today? Because I am. I noticed that you are. Uh, I don't know. I'm not I'm not there. I'm not with your level of hypeness. But uh, you know why, yeah. I'm why? It's Friday the 13th. It's not because of Black oh, yeah. Widow. It's because it's Friday the 13th. It's Jason's birthday. It's the shirt, Jason. <laughs> oh, oh, do you have the Jason headband on too? So. I do. I... Yep. You brought the headbands back. Brought it back. It's Friday the 13th. We're reviewing the MCU film, but it's Friday the 13th. Well, uh, you want to mention anything about uh, Friday the 13th? Why did you? Why you brought that up? So. Well, it's Go just Friday. It. You know, it's today's Friday the 13th. I mean, I don't have anything else to mention. But are you planning on watching any Friday the 13th movies? No, I'm gonna watch Firestarter tonight. I plan on watching Firestarter as well. I was gonna watch the original and then the remake. Yeah, um, you probably, probably want to want to after you yeah, watch the new one. Yeah, <laughs> from well, the really bad reviews. It's got 13 well, percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it for sure. Uh, before we jump into that. I want to mention that I've seen news that Fred Ward passed away, and I just wanted to um, talk about his legacy. I'm sorry. I just want to talk about his legacy. Fred Ward, uh, for those that know, I'm a, me and Brandon are both big marks when it comes to the Tremors movies, um, specifically one and two. Eh, two, sort of. But one, definitely. Um, and Yeah, and Fred Ward, uh, what along with Kevin Bacon were excellent in that film, uh, and uh, he was also in Remo Williams. Uh, I remember him in uh, what's that movie? Uh, 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 that trip movie, uh, Road Trip. He's in Road Trip as well. Uh, he's been in several different things, but. I know him best by by uh, you know Tremors, um, and you know he's one. He's a good character actor, and uh, he passed away I think on the eighth of this month. So, uh, you got any thoughts on Fred? Yeah, I remember him in one of the Crow films, and uh, he did Chain Reaction with uh, Morgan Freeman and Keanu Reeves, I believe. Uh, but yeah, when I think of Fred, I automatically go to Tremors. You know, uh, as Earl, Val and Earl. I mean, I just, Val and Earl. you can't help but go to Tremors. I think he was in Sweet Home Alabama as well with Reese Witherspoon. Reese's dad, yeah. Yeah, I so uh, he, he had a pretty good career. I mean, even outside of Tremors, you know, he pretty good character actor, so he, he would get roles uh, periodically. But uh, you can't beat Tremors. In my opinion, it's the best horror comedy of all time. So, yeah, yeah. We and uh, when you think when I think about his, him, I immediately go to him as Earl and uh, yeah, and just and you know the chemistry with him and uh, Val uh, just worked. That's why the first movie worked so well. And this hard and the none of the other movies actually recaptured that. No. Uh, Burt Gummer is great, but he's no Val and Earl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. So. And now it's even more sad that we didn't get the TV show that Kevin was trying to do because it would have mm. reunited Val and Earl and et 
sucks. Now we'll never get that. So uh, it just sucks. But, you but know. yeah, I just wanted to mention him. And uh, but let's go ahead and get to uh, what we watched. Um, all right, I do uh, something I want to say that I watched, but I can't really go into anything social media wise or review wise um, because I was an embargo and I cannot discuss it. And that is uh, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, the movie. Uh, I got a screener to see it. I can't really go through anything, but it is so good. It is excellent. It was good? Yes. Um, oh, I'm shocked. Yeah. Really uh, it, was, it was good. It was really good. I think that once you see it, you're going to love it. Um, but, yeah, I'd really... Enjoyed it. And then, uh, let's see. Um, anything else? Oh, uh, uh, so I finished as a, I fin- uh, so I watched um, The Book of Boba Fett. Finished that. I, I thought that was a really, really good show. Um, it, it's not as good as Mandalorian. And you're, and when you watch, start watching, you're going to say, well, no, it's not as good as Mandalorian because, you know, Mandalorian is excellent. Um, but, I did enjoy it, but after finishing that show, I decided to go ahead and grit my teeth and get back into Star Trek The Next Generation, and so I'm currently trekking, pun intended, through Star Trek Next Generation. Mm-hmm. My question is about Star Wars, or these shows. Do they take place before episode three? No, not three, episode four. The original Star Wars, they take place before that, or is it after Um so, with the Mandalorian, and uh, I think with Boba Fett, I think they both. Uh, Boba Boba Fett it mentions that it kind of takes place somewhere after Return of the Jedi, I think, um, and um, and uh, the Mandalorian is kind of like in that little area. It's between uh, uh, seven. It's between episode seven. And the new stuff, like New Hope, so it takes place okay. in that area. I, area I think so. I might be wrong. It's probably a Star Wars fan that's watching this. It's about to eat me up and say, "Aaron, you're wrong." But that's what I think. Yeah, I, I often wonder where it's where, you know, yeah. where it falls. Now, that's pretty much. Oh, oh, I will mention this. Oh, boy, did I ever watch this. Uh, I did watch uh, X, 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 or X is the count. X. X is the A24. Yes, X. Uh, oh, my, my God. <laughs> oh, talk about a disturbing movie. <laughs> Very disturbing, right? Oh, my goodness. Can't it's, look away. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, it's a movie. It's, I'm not it exists. About sexual themes either. I'm talking. It's, oh, people! It's just yes. like it's 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 the it's weird. It's not everything everywhere all at once weird, but it's pretty close. It's pretty it's close. Crazy it's just, movie for horror. It's, I it is. I, I didn't. I didn't really feel it had much horror beats to it. Uh, there's times that it's very intense, but I think that for the most part, it's very predictable. But I think that I think that. Uh, 
it was very gory. It was gory. Yeah, uh, oh, gory. my goodness. Yeah, but no, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, though. Oh, I love I it. Give it. I give it about uh, three out of out of five. Oh, it's a five you for know. me all the way. It's a five. It's my favorite horror film of the year, honestly. Wow. Yeah. It's because I didn't know anything about it. I, I went in blind when it came out, and I and I wished I would have known something because I was not prepared. <laughs> hmm. So, what did you watch? And really, only one thing. <laughs> I mean, new wise. I mean, um, which was the bad guys. I took Dawson Wednesday to see that. Again, I had I have no in common knowledge about this book series for kids. I didn't I know it was a book them. series. Yeah, I know he read them, but I didn't know the story or anything. I was very impressed with it. The animation itself. I mean, uh, it was DreamWorks, I believe, right? I know you don't like them. Or, yeah, it was DreamWorks. And I think the animation style was excellent. Yeah. I, and, and, and when I watched it, I thought this is, so far, this will probably be what I consider the best animated film of, of the year. But I know it's pretty early, and we still haven't got Spider-Man uh, into the into the Spider Verse two I think or whatever. It got delayed to next year. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't got Lightyear yet either. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. Because after watching Chip and Dale, and I can't go into a review or anything, but I think that that's honestly what I consider the best animated better than movie. Turning red? Huh? The better than Turning Red. The Pixar movie. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's absolutely better than that. It's absolutely, I can't wait to to watch it again. It's how good it. Like I can't really go into details. I yeah, don't want Disney to come at me. But yeah, you um, don't want Disney to come at you. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I'm gonna not not don't don't do that. To, to, don't mess with the mouse, man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was really good. I I, I was, I thought the second act kind of got off track a little bit, but it, it picked itself back up shortly after that. And I love the ending. I love what it's setting up as far as possible sequels. Uh, I I really did enjoy it. And, and Dawson kept asking, what do you think about it, Daddy? What do you think about it? <laughs> just well, We did see another. I, I just forgot about this. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, what did you think about the animation style? Did you think that it was kind of different? Like, like kind of the drone style, right? Did it yeah, feel that way? Yeah. It felt old school a little bit, like 90s era, just a little bit with how it was designed, uh, mm -hmm. but also looking like today, if that makes any sense. Did do you feel like Sam Rockwell, uh, who voiced uh, uh, Wolf, yeah. you know, Wolf, Bad Wolf, uh, do you think that he, he was – he sounded like Ray Liotta. Did he, did you not get Ray Liotta vibes from him? No, I, no, I, I, I thought he sounded like Sam. I no, I didn't get that vibe from him. But uh, I, well, I thought it was a great movie. Oh, we did forget one movie. Doctor yeah, Strange. that's what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> that's what I said. I was sitting here looking at uh, like features today on IMDb, and I seen Doctors uh, Doctor Strange. I was like, oh yeah, we did see that movie. If that tells you anything. <laughs> So, uh, all right. So, my thoughts on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, everything, Everywhere, All at Once is more of a multiverse movie than this movie is, uh, in my opinion. 
I wanted more time in the multiverse. Um, now, as far as the cameos that we got, I thought it was cool. I was marking out for it, but you know, but I had my expect. I ain't gonna lie. I expected me some Tom Cruise, and I didn't get me some Tom Cruise. And I uh, tried honestly, to warn I, you. I tried to yeah. warn you. Yeah, but uh, I, I thought I was gonna get somebody else too. Like I was hoping the Deadpool popping up somewhere. Uh, like you know, but I hoped in, uh, in the animated in the animation world verse that they were in, I was hoping that it was um, a, a style that's very familiar like like maybe the 90s animated cartoon show for x-men like i wanted it to be like something that like you can look at and be like oh that's what that is and it didn't feel like it, it felt like just a random animated sequence that whole little, it's just really fast and i wanted them to spend more time in different universes um but it's wanda's movie it's not really about dr strange no 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 not really he just he just gets the Thing, star power, you know, recognition, you know, mm. he, he's in it, but it's really not his movie. It's more about her story and everything, which I liked. I liked her story. Yeah. I thought she dominated everything she was in. She's actually, uh, we hadn't got to this part yet in the podcast, but honestly, she's honestly the best villain that we've seen in MCU. Like, like legitimately, and you and you realize it's so at the, at this point, um, and oh so, yeah, at this point, yeah, yeah. Like well, post Thanos, get... she's post Thanos for sure. She's oh, yeah, like she's the since Thanos, she's the best before Thanos, and I think she gives him a run for his money as well. I don't know who I would say is better because we ain't got there yet, and it's been a while since I've seen him. But from recent memory, she is definitely the best villain. In recent memory, um, See, my that scene, the, I'm sorry, know, the scene, the what I'm sorry, I was gonna say real quick that scene in the uh, in the uh, in that one universe with her going through and you know destroying the machines and the, and the robots and then coming through with the carry like blood on her face with the oil that looked like blood and then mm-hmm. it just was a great, great scene. And uh, yeah. just oh man, it just like it's my favorite sequence. That whole sequence right there is my favorite sequence in the movie. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when I first saw it with Cody, you know, I was expecting a bunch of cameos. I was like, I don't know how they're going to fit all these cameos in two hours and six minutes. It's going to feel rushed. Well, unfortunately, we didn't get a whole lot of cameos. And the ones we did get, I really, I liked two of them. Uh, I'm not going to spoil who they are. At this point, we can. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm still not going to spoil who they are. But what I, what I will say is I'm looking forward to the Fantastic Four film that's coming, which has already been announced. And I'm looking forward to the MCU version of the X-Men. Do they cast that person? Do they okay. cast him as – are they going to cast that person as Dr. Rick? Okay. I wouldn't assume um, they would bring him in for that. Tease it, tease it like that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man, he is excellent. But um, now I will say something. So the guy that uh, one of the cameos that uh, the Eternals, uh, I've never seen it, not Eternals, but the Immortals or whatever, uh, whatever that show is that, uh, that 
in 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 human in, in humans. humans. I've never seen it, so I wasn't even aware of that. Yeah. I'm not aware of that. So I was like, "Who is that guy?" This was like literally what I thought. But then, but the character, the actor, it didn't dawn on me. I'm like, "Oh, he's in, he's literally yeah." Hey, he's in uh, he's in what? Oscar Isaac. I think that's who it is. No, it's not Oscar Isaac. Okay, never mind me. Oh. Then. Yeah, no. Oscar Isaac is 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 um uh Moon Knight. Um, he's oh, also okay. in Star Wars. Um, but this guy's in Star Trek. Uh, he's in Star Trek, um, the uh, Strange New World or whatever the new show. He plays uh Captain Pike, who is the predecessor to James T. Kirk. So before Kirk became on Star Wars, uh, um, uh, it was Pike was the uh. On the pilot episode, the guy was Pike. The captain was Pike, but they replaced him once they got picked up with James T. Kirk. Uh, but yeah, so it's that's who that's what who he is, and he has a, a pretty good show. Like I watched the first episode of it, and it's by far one of the best Star Trek shows that there is out there. So yeah, um, but so I got excited knowing that Joker TV is back. Finally, or were you here all the time? Honest opinion is Cap America is responsible for Thanos' Infinity Stone snap. Um, I don't know. I would, I would say the uh, I would say that it would be uh, I say it'd be Thor because Thor didn't go for the head. Thor had one yeah, shot. It's Doctor Strange. We do not know all the many realities he saw, but he went with the one he went with. <laughs> yeah. I don't know though. I mean, I mean, you could you could say it's Thor. You could say it's Captain America. You could even say it's Peter Quill because Peter Quill yeah. initially broke the trance to get the gauntlet off his arm. Arm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I blame Peter Quill. You got another message there. Can you never click on him, or is it just me? I can't. Okay. Control. <laughs> he just said Star Wars. Trekkies are freaking to get mad. Um, what? Yeah. Did, did what I say about Star Wars? I forget. I think you you said Star Wars when you were talking about Star Trek. Oh, about uh, about yeah about uh yeah my bad. Trekkies, calm down, please. Get out of my basement. Put they the put the pop. Put the put the hot pocket down and chill. It's gonna be okay. It's all right. You still have to take the garbage out. You can come back in and we can discuss this like adults. Drink your yoo-hoo. Okay. All right. This is the internet, Aaron. <laughs> Nobody's discussing anything like adults. This is true. Uh, all right. Pilot episode of Star Wars instead of Star Trek. Uh, my bad. Yeah, I meant Star Trek. Um, which only only like two seasons, um, I think, but before it got canceled and then the animated series. Um, but yeah, let's get back on. So what did you watch? What you, other well, than okay. this? So Is that- my thoughts on Doctor Strange. I yeah, enjoyed yeah, yeah. it, but I could have done without the multiverse. Honestly. I, I, I really enjoyed before they went to the multiverse and after, you know, when he was the third act, I enjoyed the third act, but I, I could have done without the whole multiverse actual storyline. Um, 
didn't add I don't anything know if that's to because it. Because of the cameos we did get or didn't get, I just didn't enjoy the world as much. You know, I I don't know. No, it wasn't that much different. No, it wasn't really. that much different. I would have preferred the animated uh, multiverse. I, I know you said it looked like a random animation, but I, I was like, that's cool. I I, I was I, I was impressed by that, but yeah. Also, the what was it? Um, was it clay? Yeah. Paint? Was it like it was like a painting? This paint, paint, paint. Or, yeah, okay. I, that was weird. I enjoyed it, but it was weird. Uh, yeah. But as far as the whole movie goes, I mean, I, I liked it. I didn't love it, but I, I had a good time with it. Had a better time seeing it with you and Dawson the second time than the first time because I knew what was going to be expected. Shots fired, Cody. Shots fired, Cody. And I had nothing to do with Cody. I was like you. I was expecting Tom Cruise. I was expecting so much more than what we actually got. Um, Joker TV, did it feel as rushed as last Spider-Man? Um, I didn't feel like the last Spider-Man movie was rushed at all. I, I felt like I, I felt like it's well paced and and the and the cameos or the appearances happened when they needed to happen. Um, I, I actually I don't really have many bones to pick with the last Spider-Man movie. Personally. I don't have any to pick, so you know I, I feel like that's the best MCU Spider-Man movie we got so far. Um, but I don't know. I, I would say no, it doesn't feel as well paced as Spider-Man. I don't think. Um, but that's all I watched as far as new. Uh, you're still watching, uh, you started Alf. Yeah, I'm on season three on Alf. Um, Already? Already yeah. season three? Yeah, halfway done. Yeah. Is it, it that fast of a show or? No, no, I just, I, I haven't been watching much of it lately. I should be. On season four, if I was continuing my pace, but I don't know, it's just it's not as good as I remembered it being. No, uh, yeah, I can I can uh, vouch for that probably. It's, it's gonna be terrible. I like Alf, but I don't like the family, and <clears throat> I mean a puppet, you know, with a, a real life family, it just don't gel. <laughs> I guess it did in the eighties because I remember liking it. Oh, Joker, have you not seen it? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. No, bro. Sorry. No. I'm sorry, Joker. He was too busy filming Mission Impossible. That's what the writer said. They couldn't get it. I heard, I heard he fired a lot of people on that set. Sorry. It's Tom Cruise being crazy. I mean, when I start to like you, Tom, you get crazy again and jump on couches. perfectionist. Yeah. At least you didn't poop someone's bed, so I give you an A for effort on that court. Hey, she bumped cocaine on the stand. How's that? Okay, anyway, uh, let's. What? Amber Heard like like snorted some cocaine on the on the stand. On the stand? She snorted something. It might have been it might have been paint. I don't know. She snorted something, and she did the nose thing, and the, she did all that afterwards. She didn't like wipe her nose. It was a snort something to go up it. Woman's got you should look it up. It's on YouTube. I, I I watched it for like the first few days. I was like, I don't want to see this. All they're doing is ruining each other's career. But Johnny yeah. may come back, but she's done. 
Don't have you heard? Heh. <laughs> Pun intended. Anyway, let's go ahead and get to our topic of discussion, which is Black Widow Revisited. Um, so let's see. Natasha Romanoff confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with with ties to her past arises. I think that was not really a good synopsis. I would say my synopsis for Black Widow from 2021 would be Natasha Romanoff uh, has to rely on her estranged family with quotations around it uh, in order to take down an evil organization that has ties to their past. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not really, it's an organization, but it's ran by one guy who's very Harvey Weinstein-like, and I like to talk about that. So, uh, um, uh, starring Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanoff, my girl, Florence Pugh, as Yelena Belova, David Harbour, who is the MVP of this movie, as Alexa, and uh, Rachel Weisz, a.k.a. from the the Mummy uh, movies, uh, as Melina, she's she's still pretty pretty excellent. And then this douchebag Ray Winstone <laughs> as Trickoff. And then there's other people in this movie. Uh, we can talk about them as they come. Brandon, you got the numbers. I know they're probably terrible. No, they're not going to be terrible. Really, I'm surprised. Well, it's got a six point seven out of ten on IMDb. 67% like it on Metacritic, 86% like it on Google. It's got a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 91% audience score. It is certified fresh. Certified fresh. All right. So, man, first of all, let me say, uh, watching it the second time and actually watching the whole thing and not going to sleep because I'm tired or whatever, uh, Actually, I enjoyed it, so it's kind of like watching it for the first time, like the whole ending, like I've never seen before, so it was pretty awesome to actually see that. Um, and uh, Florence Pugh, I'm just such a mark for Florence. I don't know what it is. The girl can do no wrong. Um, you are. You are. I, I'm, I'm a fan. She's I'm great, a fanboy. I, I give her. She's an excellent actress. And I felt something. This movie had me feel something towards the end. We'll, we'll discuss it. But uh, let's talk about David Harbour and how, and like, so the beginning of the movie starts off with their fake family, uh, but you don't really get a sense that they're fake. It feels like that it's legit. Like they live in their, they're living their cover. Yeah. Well, they, they don't, they don't say, Hey, uh, Alexi, you know, or whatever they don't call like the, the, the names, is whatever their, uh, you know, operative names is. You know what I'm saying? And so I thought that I thought that, that was really cool. So it felt like a real family that's actually breaking up uh, at that moment. And 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 the young girl, the older girl, obviously uh, being Natasha, she knows what's up. She kind of knows what's what's happening because she's older. But the younger girl, I, I noticed that she didn't really comprehend the severity of the situation that she was in until like they start shooting at him 
And then that's when she realized, oh, this is this isn't a fun game. This isn't a fun adventure, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I I like the beginning. Uh, I thought it set up her backstory really well. Uh, I like David Harbour, and this I like him in this whole movie. I mean, it just to me it felt like he just wasn't given enough screen time. But I could say that about every single one of them. Like, especially Rachel, like she, I feel like she wasn't in his hardly at all. I mean, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, <laughs> but I, that is my biggest gripe of the movie is that they didn't really have a lot of screen time for a two hours and 13 minute movie. I mean, I, 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 the point of the movie was to introduce the family and introduce the next black widow, which they did. And, but I really did enjoy the beginning because the, to, to your point, the family actually felt real at this point in time. You know, he felt like a real father. She felt like a real mother. They felt like real sisters. It felt like a real family. And I really enjoyed that to begin with. The drive through the, the drive through the town is they're leaving, leaving suburbia, yeah. leaving uh, their, um, leaving their life. Um, and like, they loved Ohio, like the kids loved Ohio, but then uh, later on, Alexi is talking, he, and he says, you know, it was the most boring job to ever have in Ohio. I was bored, you know, because uh, he probably has a successful career doing different missions, and to him, that mission is just the most boring mission, to be a family man, to go and do a nine-to-five type of thing. Yeah. Uh, but for the kids, especially uh Yelena that was her family that was her home she didn't really know that it was a work you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. uh, uh she didn't really even know that it was like that and so I kind of felt for her a little bit more the second time around watching it and um and I also felt for uh Natasha as well because I felt like she even though she knew what the real reality was uh she wanted to hold on to the illusion because it made her feel a bit normal. And that's why she mentioned, like, when she has that interaction with Yelena, because uh, Yelena's like, why didn't you come and find me? You know, you've been out of the organization for how long? Why didn't you ever come find me? And she says, honestly, she says, I hope that you was out of it and you're living the life. Mm-hmm. And then Elena called BS on it. Um but, yeah, I mean, I don't know the real reason why she never came back. Maybe it was it will remind her of what what she lost. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think they did a very good job explaining that aspect to, uh, you know, Natasha, her, her story arc in this movie. I, I, why she never, because she's never even mentioned her sister. At this point, I do not believe. I don't recall one time mentioning it, but I, I feel like that's another flaw uh, to this movie. Uh, but once they do reconnect with well, her, the sisters, mm-hmm. I, I love that. Uh, uh, I can't think of her name. Yelena, is that what you said? Yelena. Yelena. Okay. Yeah. I Yelena. love the fact that she's taking shots at Natasha for posing. I loved, I loved it. it. I loved it. She says, "What is this? 
this with the hair backwards and you know it's a, you're a poser you know um and i love that like i love what i liked about her character yelena's character is like so natasha uh scarlet plays natasha very serious straight she doesn't really kid or joke or quip or or you know anything like that she's just really very like much you know always business you know and they actually mentioned it to uh, Natasha, always business, always wanted to get down to it, never wanted to, you know, just mingle and just relax, be in a moment. Um, and um, then you have Yelena, who is more, she's like, she kids a lot. She's funny. She talks about like her vest has pockets and is very useful. And, you know, it's like, and, and when you finally get to watch, uh, you know, Hawkeye, you see some more of her. Uh, I'm not spoiling it for you. I think you should already know that, but yeah, maybe true. I do. Yeah, but and she it just builds on her personality and just like how interesting she is. And you think, oh man, I can't wait to really see her in the, another MCU type of film, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's why I, I think that they cast it perfectly. Like, matter of fact, all of them that they cast in this movie was a perfect casting choice. Um, because, like, David Harbour, uh, I've, I, I, my only knowledge of this man, honestly, is Stranger Things. That is my only knowledge of him prior to... I've never seen the uh, Hellboy reboot. Uh, I've never seen him in that. I, yeah. uh, I, and I'm trying to think. I honestly, I don't know if there's many movies I've ever actually seen him in. I can think of. Uh, it says Suicide Squad. I don't remember him in that either. Um, yeah, I, I honestly don't remember him in anything, but other than Stranger Things, and that's and that was enduring for me, uh, for him, uh, enduring rather for for me for him because I felt like he he's a character I can relate to. He seemed like a washed washed up type of down and out type of guy that you know just does his job as a sheriff in that show but some strange things happen and he starts to look into it and starts to believe it and then he becomes he becomes like Sheriff Hobbs right is his name Har- uh, I forget his name in Stranger Things um, uh, Harper Harper uh, Harper. Not Hopper. Harper Hopper Hopper yeah. yeah I feel like he's like he's like one of the best characters in that show um, oh, but yeah that. In this movie, um, especially when he's in his whole Russian person persona, just you just can't 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 help but to love him. Yeah, you know? <laughs> just like just like his his I should have been I should have fought Captain America, and you know, and I'm gonna you know, it's just like oh man, I just loved it. I loved everything about him. Yeah, he was uh, he was really good in this, and th- to your point, yeah, Stranger Things was his breakout performance. Uh, I think everything else before that movie or that show, rather, was he was like like a cameo or, or a really side character. Like you never paid attention to him when you saw him on screen. Like I think he was in a Van Damme movie, like in the mid nineties, and I was like, I think I remember reading that, and I was like, what? I don't remember him in no Van Damme, but I would notice him. But he was clean shaven a lot of the, the 
earlier in his career. So that's probably another reason I didn't notice him. Because I've always seen him with facial hair. But, uh, yeah, he's really good as the Red Guardian in this. Uh, he's, he, to your point, he steals the movie. Um, I think, though, you know, when they are together on screen, the movie flows so well. Like I, They have instant chemistry. It's fun to watch. And I'll give even Ray Winstone from, uh, I believe he's Indiana Jones, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was in the Indiana Jones. At least one. He's thing. in Departed, Beowulf, Code Mountain, uh, Cats. We're not going to talk about that. Um, uh, you say he's in Indiana Jones film? Was he not uh, in the last one? So far, was- I'm going back and I'm not seeing him. But it doesn't mean that he wasn't. He's in Point Break in 2015. Point Break. Yeah, I haven't. Man, that wasn't good. <laughs> he's in no. He's he, he's in a lot of really bad movies. Um, poor guy. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, poor guy. But I thought he played his part well in this movie, even though it's a despicable character, and it is very much like Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. Um, did you get that vibe too? Oh, I, I not only did I get the vibe, Scarlett, I think, said it in, in promotion that his character would, would come off like Harvey. And I was like, oh, God. We're now we're really getting political and what's going on in Hollywood at that time. And I was like, uh, I can't say I loved it, what they did here with his character and, and him being the the metaphor of Harvey and what he was doing. But that being said, he played it so well. You know, this movie was directed by a lady named Kate uh, Shortland. Um, but, and it makes sense because I felt like, as I, I felt like the stuff with the red room and the girls in the red room was more like a metaphor almost for uh, human trafficking. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of things like this, that scene where Yelena uh, is being abducted as a child, um, and uh, and Natasha says, "I will kill you." I will, you know, she, you know, she held a gun up, and then to get her to put it down, they use a father figure, uh, a male father figure that she looked up to, to entice her to go along with it, which is kind of dirty, you know. Yeah. Uh, if you think about it, and so uh, it's, it was a very powerful scene, um, and man, just I don't know. So yeah, they they so I can understand why her first impulse, the their first impulse was to <laughs> punch him when they saw him, because you know, uh, you know, I owe you a receipt for you know for for my childhood, but yeah, oh, she owed you more than a receipt. <laughs> yeah. But the one character we have not touched on is Taskmaster um, in this movie, uh, which I didn't know anything. I, I knew what the character looked like, but I didn't know anything comic book-wise about the character. And I know a lot of people got upset when this movie came out because it was a woman. And I don't, I, I don't like I said, I don't know anything about the comics. I don't know if it's a man, if it's a woman or anything, but... I thought for what they did with this character in the movie, I, I liked it. I liked Taskmaster in this movie. Uh, I, I wish they would have, I wished 
Taskmaster would actually have been the villain of the movie, though, instead of the daughter of the villain. Which is right. Uh, what did you think of her, of the character yeah. itself? I, I agree with you. I, I had no knowledge, prior knowledge of the character in the comics. So I'm not really comic savvy. Honestly, like I don't read a lot of comics. Um, I do like, I just enjoy movies. So I'm a fan of the movies. As I said, I said a couple of weeks ago, I'm a fan of the movies. So I, so I treat them as new, especially characters I never heard of from previous movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but so that character I thought was a cool character as far as like the being able to mimic anybody's fight style and stuff. But I also felt like it's a wasted character uh, because not because it's a woman. It's not wasted because it's a woman. I I care less that it was a woman. Um, but I felt like it's a wasted character because, like you stated, the motivation for that character to do it is because <clears throat> Daddy made me do it. You know, it's not so much. It's because she's under the same control as the others. Um, yeah. And so I just felt like that's it's kind of a cheating type of thing. So I don't so he's the real villain, but he's still a weak villain because it's just like he's he's a he's a very forgettable villain. Uh um the Harvey Weinstein type of guy. <laughs> um what's his name? Uh I uh, don't shoot. really remember <clears throat> the actual name. Uh, uh I'm trying to find out oh, there it is Drakeoff. Drakeoff. Uh, he's very forgettable, um, but yeah, he just uh, he's a he's a douchebag in this. He's just a you can't wait for him to be taken down. And I wanted to be taken down a little bit more. I wanted a little bit more oomph to his being killed. Yeah. Versus the way he, like like the best death so far from these movies that we've seen of a villain will probably be. When Wanda killed Ultron by ripping his heart out with just like with her pouring it out, you know, uh, yeah. pulling his heart out and uh, and crushing it in her hands, and I thought that even though that's that's not even a human character, that's the best death because you felt like you felt her rage in killing Ultron, and here. It just felt you felt pretty cheated because you wanted him to get his comeuppance, and I felt he didn't really get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I feel you. Um, I agree with that. Uh, you know, I have a different view on this film, just like you do. You have a different view, but you didn't like it when you first watched it. I really enjoyed it my first watch, and I didn't enjoy it as much this time around. Okay. I mean, I like it, but I don't. I didn't really enjoy it as much. Because I felt like, the, at first, I didn't like the villain, his motivation. I mean, he's controlling women. I, I, don't, I don't like I don't like that, period. Um, and the Taskmaster, I don't have an issue there. I just wish Taskmaster would have been the actual villain of the movie and not being controlled. So, you know, I... And I, I didn't feel like Black Widow. It was her movie. It didn't really feel like her movie, even though it no. was her origin story. Well, not really her origin story, but we get her origin 
story arc in like the first 15 minutes, then it cuts to like after Civil War. Uh, but I don't know. It just. I have a question for you. Go ahead. So the uh, let the red that she always has in her ledger uh, was that it was the red for her the killing of uh, the supposed killing of Dracov's daughter was yeah. that the red that she wanted to strike out of her ledger like not so much that the fact she killed many and multiple people in the past but mainly that's the red that she was the most uncomfortable with because she didn't I guess she didn't execute it well to kill him but instead uh, end up hurting an innocent child um, in yeah. the process now that whole scene didn't even make sense really because she was in the same room with him he doesn't he's not affected at all it's like how did he escape that and how did she only burn part of her face you know because where she was it, it blew up I mean like I know it's a Marvel movie and all that but you know it's mm -hmm. Logic. Yeah. <laughs> There's really no logic there. The building blows up, but he's unscathed it. And she just gets a partially burned face. So. Uh, what? Let me ask you a question also. Did you feel bad for the pig, Alexi, when she stopped it from yeah. breathing? Yeah. It's kind of a heartless uh, experiment there. I felt really bad for that pig. I'm like, that's so cruel. Yeah, I, I, I do eat meat. I understand, but I don't want no. I don't want. I don't like animals hurt, or yeah. hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want, like cruelly hurt. That's cruel to stop that pig from breathing. That's a cruel thing to do. Uh, uh, you know, would just to be like, look what I can do, and then just talk. Like I don't care that it's not breathing. And I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, I'm thinking, okay. Turn it off. Let the pig breathe again. Jeez. Uh, but, yeah, I felt that was cruel. And, and and her as a character, I felt like she's a little cold and heartless. heartless. But so w with her turn, with her swerve, I guess, if you call it that, of being, like, with them, it felt for, like, I don't know. It felt forced. I, I don't feel, I don't feel like, I don't feel like she was as connected as family as the others were, as Alexi is, uh, you know. There's one uh, piece of dialogue when she was talking to Natasha. She says, you still have your heart, which is saying she didn't have a heart anymore, which is very clear when you're trying to kill a pig. <laughs> you're not allowing it to breathe. Uh, yeah, you have no heart if you do something like that. So I, I didn't. I like Rachel Weiss. I really do. I didn't like her in this movie, but I didn't like mm -hmm. the character in this movie. You know, in the opening, she comes off like a sweet, good-hearted mother, mm -hmm. uh, wife. But when we see her again, she's just she's cold and she's heartless. And I just didn't. What's transpired in all these years that made her that way? You know, it could be much of a backstory with her character. It could be the loss of her quote unquote children in this in this like in the you know when they were taken uh back yeah. in, in the beginning of the film, maybe that like sewed it like well it was the end of her heart. And yeah. she 
then ventured mainly into like, yeah, I'm just going to be all in, all in it for the red room. Uh, but like, and, and I noticed that that day, the lives of all, all of them changed with her getting deeper in the organization with Alexi thinking he's going to be deeper in the organization, but, but being put in prison, essentially. I don't know from that point to that point, but he ends up going to prison. Um, and then with, um, uh, Florence, uh, y- Yelena's character, Yelena being put through the same abuse and, uh, and reprogram the manipulation that you know, Natasha was put in. And, and I, I did, and it brings me to another point. Uh, so with the one Avengers film, they made it a big part of Natasha's character feeling like she's less of a woman because she couldn't have children and that they removed her ovaries and her, or they gave her a hysterectomy essentially. Um, and in here they brushed that whole thing off as a joke. Uh, <laughs> what were your thoughts on that? Like, cause she's like, like Yelena's like, they go in and they just pull everything out and, you know, just chop it up in little bits. It's a defensive mechanism for her character to to make it as a joke. Pain. When you're in a lot of pain, some people will joke about that. So I I think that's what that was about. It, you know, I even do it sometimes when I'm in pain, I'll, I'll joke about it. And, you know, I think it's a defensive mechanism, Uh, but one thing I really did love about, Elena's character that to everyone else it seemed like it was a fake family but to her it was real you know and it really has bothered her all these years and you know I, I loved how Florence played played her I, it made you I felt like she was still pure like yeah. she, she was still pure somehow that she missed her family and all that and I remember you know David was it was just a mission to him, but they had a touchy moment when she really got upset and he sang the song he used to sing to her. So yeah. a little, a little bit of it was real to him yeah. that he remembered yeah. the song. You know? it, yeah. And, uh, and like her, like she, like she kept saying, she said, uh, when they was in the convenience store, she said, why do so you just didn't want to come and were you embarrassed by your little sister? And then uh, Natasha says, "You're not my sister. You're not really my sister." And they and they kind of lingered on Florence's face, Yelena, uh, uh, and she kind of seemed upset with that idea, because like you said, it was real to her. That was really her dad. That was really her mother. That was really her sister. Um, and uh, and so she's. So it brings us to the end of the movie, too, because obviously they defeat the guy. She breaks her nose and beats him up. And the ending was kind of anticlimactic, um, honestly. But the after credit scene is the thing that, that like, the end, I, the end is where I choked up. All right. So when uh, they are leaving each other, Elena and uh, Natasha. And they do the whistle thing, and uh, and and I just I choked up a little bit because I was like, man, it's sad because the next time we see Yelena is at her graveside, 
and uh, and she does the whistle uh, there, and it's just a touching moment that you can feel a hurt. You know, anybody that lost anyone in life knows how how that feels, yeah. and uh, and just I felt for her. I felt that pain, um, and but then like, but Marvel does stuff like that's a sweet touching moment. But then, like, like they, with Julia Louis Dreyfus, they bring her in and kind of ruins it, you know, like the, you know, with the blowing of the nose and stuff like that. Yeah, throwing like yeah, throwing jokes and it just, it just kind of ruined the whole moment. But it just to set up for Hawkman, Hawkeye, but it just, I don't know. Uh, what were your thoughts on on that stuff? Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. It was a sweet, tender moment and. Of course, they ruined it by having a comical moment, right? In the middle of that moment, which is honestly typical Marvel shenanigans. <laughs> it's, it's what they do. I mean, and it's it's a good and it's a bad thing because, you know, you love it at times, but you also are like, well, we were enjoying this tender moment, too, and let us enjoy it, too. Let us mm-hmm. have both. But they, they don't seem to know how to when they pull that. back. Yeah, yeah they, don't, they really don't know how to do it, and they think everybody wants to laugh all the time. It seems that way anyway. Yeah. Like I said, I haven't seen the shows, but I'm assuming it's going to be a similar experience than, than you know, like the movies. But you know, I don't know that. But I really enjoyed the ending. I. I didn't even know there was a Hawkeye show coming at this point, so I thought it was setting up Black Widow too, with her going up against Hawkeye. Obviously, Hawkeye got his own show, and she shows up. I don't know what happens, but I know she's in it, so I don't know. I'm I glad I didn't ruin that. I'm glad you did that. What's that? I'm glad I didn't ruin that for you, by the way. <laughs> no, you didn't ruin it. It was all over social media. Uh, I do hope she gets her own movie, though. Like, I hope the next Black Widow is about her. Well, I mean, I would like to see David return and Rachel return as well, but I hope her, she's the focus. Um, and I know we'll talk about this more when we get to uh, uh, Endgame, um, but at this point, do you see do you see a realistic way for them to bring Natasha back, or is it best to just move on and have Yelena be the new Black Widow and just kind of step in that the only- place? Two, two theories if they were to bring her back. One would be a multiverse version of her where she did, doesn't die. Or they somehow can convince Chris Evans to come back, reprise. He could change those events because he went back to the past. You know, he could mm-hmm. possibly change change that. I don't, that's the, that, those are the only two ways I see it happening if she does return. But she says well, she, I, I, don't say that, I don't think he can change it because at the point that in the at the point that we see him in in game he's already an old man so he's undid everything he's undid and in that reality she's still dead so yeah he never changed it so i guess the multiverse is a is a is a good way of getting out of everything but i don't know how much more they're going to play with the multiverse uh, i think it's going to be a huge huge deal for the next phase I would hope so. I hope Man. they do it better. <laughs> just what I, but 
because uh, they got they got to take some notes from ev- everything everywhere all at once because they really handled the multiverse well. Um, but you know, but anyway, uh, you ready to give your your um, points, yeah, your marks? Yeah, right. Let's go first. All right, for me, it's a three point five out of five on the markout meter. It dropped from a four point five to three point five, so. That that's me though. I still I agree. feel it's enjoyable, but not as good as I initially thought. I agree with you. I am three point five out of five. Uh, what kept me there? That point five is uh, Yelena and uh, and Alexi, because though they, I want to I want to see more of him. I want to see more of David as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that he was he's great man. I, and I hate that we never really get to see him interact with Captain. Captain America, you know, the way that we should see it. Um, but yeah, uh, I just, you know, uh, but you know, I guess he could have been telling the truth because he obviously Cap went back in time. Who's to say that he didn't tussle with him in 84, 85, you know, but you know, it's just so yeah. weird. There's so many scenarios. Uh, but yeah, I give it a 3.5 out of 5. Uh, I thought that it was. I thought it was enjoyable. It's not the best of the Marvel movies, but it it sets up what it needs to set up going forward. Yeah, it, it did. It did its job setting up the future with the Black Widow character and the family aspect uh, and the events of Hawkeye. Apparently, uh, so it, it did what it was what it needed to do. Yeah. All right. Next week we will be. Uh, watching for uh, homecoming. homecoming, yeah. Um, we're getting close, we're getting close to infinity, the, yeah. We're getting very close to infinity, uh, but homecoming, and then uh, after that, it's what Doctor you know? Strange, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's just. After everything, I don't know if Doctor Strange is going to hold up for me as well. Is I it just I never I'm gonna be honest, man. Out of out of all the Marvel characters, and we ain't did that yet. Um, but after all the out of all the Marvel characters, I gotta say Doctor Strange is not <laughs> my favorite at all. Like he's no, he's I not can't. my favorite. He's you not even top fine. five. But. I will say, after watching the latest film and what he did in uh, Far From Home or No Way Home, he's grown on me a lot more, but there's so many more characters that are just better, in my opinion, uh, or more likable, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say he's probably in the middle somewhere for me. <laughs> But uh, he's not at the lower end, like which is where he was when I first met him. I, I hated Doctor Strange. Like okay. I thought the movie was okay, but as a character, I did not like him. I would say for me, best hero so far. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give it back to old Cap. Still, uh, no one has beat him as of yet. Best villain so far. Uh, still Killmonger. Killmonger still has it. Um, 
Because at this point, we haven't experienced bad Wanda, so <laughs> she's about to take the she's about to take the crown though. But uh, but Killmonger gets it so far still. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. It'll be Captain America and Killmonger, and probably gonna stay that way for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not gonna change anytime soon. Uh, but until like until we get into this new stuff and this, yeah, it's gonna. Then it's gonna open up, man. Um, Cause man, that's competition. Shang Chi's is competition. Uh, yeah, I really like you know. him. Yeah, and, and uh, the villain that movie, I really liked him. Yeah, you know, yeah absolutely. Kind of back to the good side at the end. I really liked him, though. I mean, he was uh, he was very I, solid. I like, I like complex villains that you understand why they're doing what they're doing. Like Wanda, uh, yeah, I literally understand. understand why she's doing what she's doing. So. And I remember Dawson saying, "Are they trying to make me like her for what she's doing?" Because I don't. <laughs> no, I was like, "No, they're not trying to make you like her. They're not trying to get you to cheer for her. They're just trying to make you understand why she is turned to the dark side." Right. He's like, "I don't yeah. like." Her. I was like, "It's fine. You don't have to like her." That's funny. That's from a child's perspective. All right. Well. That concludes this week's episode of Mark Out Movie Podcast. This was, this was episode 170. Man, Brandon, this is the 170th episode of this podcast. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? It's, it is, considering where we started. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brandon not even knowing his name, so we started. That's right. <laughs> to, to, to you now literally – can't wait to get in and jump in because it's Friday the 13th, baby. That's right. It's a special day. I'm not going to watch any Friday the 13th because we will be watching and covering this immediately following, shortly thereafter following the Marvel stuff. So I'm going to get my feel of of Freddy. Not Freddy, but Michael. No, Michael, dang it, Jason. Jason. (laughs) His name is Jason. (laughs) All right, I got it. You see it? You see it? Uh, did you, uh, what's his middle name? Yeah, I bet you know it. Okay, there he is. Jason lives. You, you know his middle name? No, no one knows his middle name. I thought someone knew it. I thought it was like, like a girl's name, like you. I don't know, Eureka. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna come at any of it. I'm gonna no, I gotta come at the Friday, Friday thirteenth fans. I'm a I'm a Halloween mark, but it's fine. We're gonna we're gonna coexist uh for this uh for that podcast series. So Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. We are the Mark Out Movie Podcasters. We thank you for marking out with us here on this episode. Also, don't forget, if you like this video, click like and share. Thank you. Subscribe. Subscribe. Subscribe on YouTube. We're on Anchor as well. We're all over the place. Uh, and let us know what you want to watch, or what we should watch, and we'll try to make time to watch it because we love watching stuff. So thank you. As long as it's not crazy. It's, it's okay if it's crazy. We'll do it. All right. <laughs> Peace.